football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh, my indeed. Welcome back, everyone, to the Sports Bits podcast with Moko here to talk about all things. Uh, Boston Celtics and the offseason and we're going to start Florida content soon as soon as August rolls around so I'm happy to do that and we're going to be doing it on a separate uh, funny enough I'm going to announce it right now we're doing it on a separate video like a separate little series called Gator Bits instead of putting it on this on this uh, thing which is more Boston or like a basketball oriented we're going to do a separate mm-hmm. uh, thing for myself personally it's just me uh, for my college football content but yeah let's keep yeah, rolling not, with this NBA college football yeah I know Reed isn't but we're keeping rolling with this NBA content because yeah, we got a lot should. to talk about Absolutely. First things first, uh, we discussed this a couple days or a day ago, a couple days ago about when the post-game reaction came out, but we are going to talk about the finals. So Bucks won four to two, um, really surprising, came coming back from an 0-2 deficit. Mm-hmm. Um, four, four in a row. Can we first speak about that? That like I know I said this in the in the post-game review, but like we did not expect the Bucks to go this far, nor to win the championship with all the narratives being surrounded, you know, everyone's predicting them to be out in the first, second round and a bunch mm-hmm. of other like factors that, you know, I can, I'm going to bring up later, but I mean, what are your like first thoughts about the Bucks victory? Cause um, as I was like a whole thing as like an NBA impact, et cetera. Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah. About um, I mean, first off, obviously, you know, big congratulations to them. They played their hearts out. Um, it was a good, I thought it was a good series. Um, yeah. I mean, they came in, they won four straight after going down two Oh, so, um, yeah, I mean, major props to them. Giannis dropping 50 in the last game really like gave them that push that they needed. But, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think one of the biggest takeaways as like a overall NBA kind of like impact, um, this kind of solidifies Giannis in the all time conversation. I don't exactly know if like, we're going to say like, you know, like top 15, top 10 or something like that, but basically he's starting, he's in that narrative now. You know, because he's got five all-star selections, five all-NBA selections, uh, defensive player of the year, two-time MVP, NBA champion, and a finals MVP now. And he's only 26 years old. So he has quite the resume already. Um, And I think unless, you know, he has some, like, major career-altering injury, um, you know, he's going to keep doing this stuff. You know, I don't know if he's going to be able to win another championship. He could. Who knows? You know, depending on if he moves or if they bring some more talent to Milwaukee. But um, yeah, I think this definitely solidifies Giannis's legacy as one of the greatest Bucks to ever play. Well, I guess that's a good point. I, I mean, I agree. I don't think he's in the conversation. I think he's going to be great. He's great. He's like definitely an all-time, like all-time as a player, but not. I, I don't think all all-time currently, but I don't think all-time is like. Or he's a top like whatever many player. I'm not. I put the words wrong. I put I was wording it wrong. But like he's not an yeah, all time well, player. Yeah, exactly. Yet, and I was saying the same eyes. thing. Like I don't know exactly where he is in that. Yeah, but but he's I think he's up there. He's getting up. He's there. starting to get there for sure. He's starting to get there. But like my thing is that this proves that small market teams can win when they put all the chips on the line and basically mm-hmm. relying on Giannis and putting the pieces that they needed to around him. Basically, they gambled on Drew Holiday, like trading away all their picks and everything to get Drew Holiday. So that I guess that did pay out for what it's worth. I mean, he was still inconsistent yeah. regardless. Mm-hmm. And did yeah, I mean, okay. he didn't even, he didn't, he, I mean, he almost triple doubled in the last game, yeah. but um, I mean, he went four for 19 again. He did not have a good shooting night in the last no. game. So again. yeah, you're right. They totally took a big gamble on him. They took a big gamble. I think it helped. They it definitely, he definitely helped like perimeter, like defensive wise playmaking. He definitely helped mm-hmm. where they needed to just, it was a big gamble because like, 
again, Drew Holiday isn't. He's getting old. I think he's old, isn't he? He's in like super. I don't know if he's like super there. old, but I think he's in his thirties. I'm gonna fact uh, check that right now. I um check. Oh, he's thirty one. So thirty one. <clears> so yeah. yeah, he is. So he's like not like. I mean, he's like getting there. He's starting and, to get. He's got like maybe yeah. like you know like five more years. And, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time in NBA history, uh, according to my knowledge in recent history, that a small market team has defied everyone's expectation and narrative to win a finals. You can't mm. say that about any like the Spurs teams or anything because like they were expected to win. Miami Heat, yeah, you can't you can't ex- like they had Dwayne Wade and all that, so they expected to win. Um, I, and I I wouldn't necessarily call Miami a small market team by any means. No, 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 not anymore. Um, again, I looked. I remember looking through all this the like the the finals in the past year, like twenty years, and I couldn't find anyone mm. anywhere that was like, oh, the team like shouldn't have won or whatever. Like they're all like kind of like everyone was very high on those certain teams to mm-hmm. win like and they had good players like we could you could go like we we're talking about this after the post-game reaction but the pistons when they won in 2004 their their team was like kind of insane like i didn't realize they had like chauncey billups uh and they had what who was it oh ben well was it ben wallace uh, i think ben wallace uh, rasheed, that, rasheed wallace and, rasheed and ben wallace. wallace the wallace uh, wallace twins I, I don't think they're actually twins but yeah, i don't they, think they're the actually wallace. related but it's like yeah. the same thing with like cameron squared Cameron you know, Square, like, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll put them in the same. Put them exactly. In the same so, point being, small market team that wins is first time that they'd fight every single narrative possible to win. Because, like, mm-hmm. I can list them off right now. So, basically, Giannis being the like the what narrative is like the Giannis is the only good player, but carrying the Bucks and they can't make. He's basically just like a bulldozer, just driving go, driving to the paint the whole time to carry them. The second mm-hmm. narrative is that the Bucks should have lost to the Nets. Like everyone predicted, the Nets to go to the finals or six years to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Completely crapped on everyone's, um, you know thoughts on yeah, that I mean, second yeah they can't i mean it was a good series seven game series you know exactly we had that one of the clutchest shots ever hit yeah all right kevin durant if his foot just a little bit further back we might be having a different conversation yeah but um yeah before you keep going with the narratives i just want to say that like a lot of people are going to say that they should have lost to the nets or something like that and as a nets fan i'm going to say like you know you have maybe the right to say that it should have happened your superstars like, were injured so well i mean yeah kind of but also like at the same time it's like all right we should have won but we didn't so like suck it up you know what i mean (laughs) exactly kind of deal like it's like understandable yeah you know like tough tough luck tough luck and another i'm gonna keep going so the next thing is that they're very consistent like middleton and and drew holiday has been very inconsistent throughout the whole Mm -hmm. like and all the bench players generally were inconsistent so like it was a very inconsistent inconsistent team and we could not see them being like lasting this long and playing this well, like for this long to win the finals. Mm. So that's another one. The biggest one that I think it is, I uh, think that, you know, biggest narrative that got shattered this whole playoffs was Chris Milton not being a true second option. Mm-hmm. He was on a cycle of being MJ prime MJ to crap on the bench, but mm-hmm. he, he pulled out when he needed to like, look at look at game. What is it? Uh, five and six. He pulled out when he needed to. Yeah. I mean, yeah he had a 40 point game. Yeah. At some he, point during he this pulled series, an I, MJ I it was game four, game five, and his shot creation was on point. He was like MJ level on point, and that's what Seriously. I think this proves that Middleton is not as bad as people say he is. I think he'd definitely be a solid second option for for the Bucks for the future, especially if you keep pairing with Giannis and then have mm-hmm. a Drew Holiday type. At the I mean, he definitely guard. had some issues during um, during the playoffs. I think for this this playoffs, he shot forty three percent from yeah. the field, so it's not great. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were saying like, oh, well, you know, like Middleton is not like Giannis has to carry the whole team. Middleton can't put enough. They can't put enough on offensive pressure on Middleton. But, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, they proved him wrong. Obviously, he had a he had exactly. a great playoffs, I think. And he and he stepped up when Giannis was down. 
Like, think about when Giannis mm-hmm. was injured for, like, a game or two, he stepped up. So he yeah, became absolutely. the number one option for about two games. But then yeah. the last one, a little bit smaller, that DiVincenzo was out. Was I don't know. I think he was out most of the year. So yeah, they won without he, one of the best He didn't play scorers. once in the playoffs. I know that. No. Well, yeah, without, not in the playoffs. So he was definitely yeah, he was lost. Out. They definitely lost a key like guard piece, a key rotation piece, and they had to rely mm-hmm. on Pat Connaughton a lot more and Brent Forbes a lot more. Well, because so, DiVincenzo was either – I don't know if he started – but he was like a six man. If he no, didn't he start. started. He started. He's the number. He's yeah, so started. He, and he was, he was there. Like he was pretty much their go to catch and shoot guy. Yeah, for, I mean, I mean, pretty much. I mean, I thought his numbers were a little lower than a catch and shoot guy. Like he's not Joe Harris level, but he's definitely a threat when you leave him okay, out well, there. Joe Harris, this past playoff, did <laughs> not have a great, great run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'm gonna say Joe Harris was good in the regular season. He was consistent. So he was great I mean, during the regular season. But yeah, give him credit. But, I mean, yeah, we're not not talking about that. But I, I always thought Divincenzo was their catch and shoot guy. But I guess I was wrong. Yeah, he's he's all right. Again, they, they had a key piece that they lost. So point being, mm-hmm. a lot of things didn't we a lot of things we expected never happened, or the like or, were, we, or they defied our expectations. Yeah, they were they the odds were kind of stacked against them in a way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What I want to say like necessarily stacked against them. But I mean, yeah, like I don't think anybody really expected this to happen. No, no one did. That's why I was yeah. bringing this especially up. Especially when the Suns... team that that defied all odds and won. I'm yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially when the Suns went up 2-0. Like pretty much mm-hmm. everybody was like, "That's a wrap." Suns and foe. You know? Everyone was like, yeah, "Suns exactly. and foe." Everyone Suns was like, and "Suns and foe." Like it's going to be over. It's not even a competition. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, congrats to the Bucks, dude. They had a great, great playoff run. I think. I know, and it was amazing to watch. I mean, I was. Again, my Celtics got knocked out the first round, so it was kind of a sad day, but whatever. Yeah, but no, you know, I mean, I was I was thoroughly entertained from pretty much every game I watched these entire playoffs. I thought it was a really great, just from everyone, especially like watching the Hawks go way further than everybody expected yeah, I know, them final, to go. Easter Conference Finals of all things. Yeah, well, crazy. like I, I think, yeah, people were like, oh, are the Bucks even? Like, I think we knew they were going to make the playoffs, but we were like, oh, it's a first round exit kind of deal, like maybe yeah. second round. But yeah, I mean, they made it all the way to the Conference Finals. So I think it was a very exciting playoff series, despite all the injuries. Exactly. And again, this proves that like there's parity now in the NBA after, you know, the super teams have fallen. And I think mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot more of like, who's going to win now? Cause we don't know, like we had the nets going, but now they got knocked out. We had the suns going, they got, they lost in the finals. So, you know, that, that was my prediction of suns nets, but you know, still, yeah, I, I think I, I had, jazz. I might've had the season. jazz actually winning. I had, I was really high on the jazz, but they lost again. So I guess my expectation. Yeah. They also, lost in the first round as well. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, I don't know, just like a lot of, I think these playoffs were like, I know a lot of people are going to say that they were like marred with injuries, which is kind of true. There were a lot of injuries yeah. for sure. But um, I mean, I there were some like great, great series that we had. And a lot of, um, I don't even want to say, yeah, like just like kind of shattering expectations in exactly. a way, like a lot of teams doing things that we really did not think that they were going to be able to do. Exactly. And this, and this, hopefully this continues on for the future because I don't want to have, I don't want to deal with the time because again, I was an NBA fan during the um, <laughs> the Heat era where they were dominating, and then I was in the I was the whole time I was an NBA fan, like a huge NBA fan, was when the Warriors were just dominating. Yeah, and, like, and it was, I feel it was like Warriors like, versus LeBron, it was just really boring, and like there yeah, was it's no not chance. as exciting. And that's coming from me. Like I'm like a Nets fan, and like we're we were like we're a super team, you know. And like <laughs> I honestly, no, it's like it is pretty boring to like just have the same. I'm like I'm also a Yankees fan. All right. Duh. A lot of people hate the Yankees because they just keep winning. And I totally get that. It's boring to just watch the same team win over and over again. 
So I'm I'm really happy that yeah the Bucks were able to pull out, and also I think it proves that the Eastern Conference is becoming more competitive. Yep, and I just realized I only had one headphone in this whole time. (laughs) I I I was looking goofy. I was just like this. I was like, why are my other ears showing? I'm like, oh, I'm I'm an idiot. You're back on the DJ table. Oh, there we go. There we go. (laughs) Yep, I am a DJ for people who don't know for fun. Um, Yeah, I think that uh, that concludes the finals talk. I mean, holistically, I think this shows that small market teams can win if they really, you know. Mm Put all the chips to the table. Get a super like draft a superstar and develop well. And develop and the superstar and also like him, you know especially big, develop. Yeah, and big credit to Giannis for also like developing himself. You know, like exactly. coming in looking the way he did, and then I mean I'm <laughs> sure everyone saw that picture. Like it's absolutely crazy. He, the dude was built like a skinny tree trunk. Yeah, seriously. Now yeah, that's a good one. Now <laughs> now he's like, like Durant. Just, uh, yeah, seriously. But now he's like just this beast of a man. I know. That is crazy. Again, that's the good. That's the, I guess that's the for, uh, like if any small market team wants to win, that's the formula. Follow the Bucks formula to win a finals. To win a finals or an NBA finals. So yeah, I yeah. mean it's going to be hard to draft another Giannis, but like I think yeah, like develop your players. You know, don't just like they don't work out. Don't just trade them immediately. Maybe you yeah. know, try to work them out with something. And I mean, and same have thing a good Middleton. coach and training staff to develop them. That's the thing. I always put I yeah. like my little mentality about like front offices and and staffs is like they're the main reason why people like, like, like pass or fail in the NBA. Like if you have a bad coaching staff, they're going to fail. If you mm-hmm. put them under a good coaching staff, mm-hmm. they will succeed. Just like in Boston, we've had a good coaching staffs who can and develop not talent. only, not so only why I can see that firsthand. Yeah. But not, and not only coaching, like the whole front office. Cause like, we've seen like crap go down in like Sacramento, like they have like a terrible front office. They don't know what they're doing kind of thing. And they like, have drafted well. I mean, I, I like De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Heald was a I great I like De'Aaron Fox too. Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley. You know, like I don't know if they dra- they drafted Marvin Bagley, right? They did. Second round. Yeah. Second, so like second they've pick. had good drafts, Number but two. they just haven't been able to find success. And I think, you know, a lot of that is at the front office. Yeah. And that's like my, my little rant about yeah, how to, about just, why these teams suck. Coaching stat coaching is super important. Exactly. And I mean, that's it. Um, we got a lot more news to roll through. So let's move on mm-hmm. to the next one. I think you're going to talk a lot more about this one than uh, I will, because I think you have a little bit more written down from your end than me. But uh, Dame confirmed mm-hmm. that he does not want to be traded or he's not asking to be yeah. traded. Correction. He's not asking. Yeah. So, so that means he last... might get traded against his will. We have we don't no know. idea what's going to happen because obviously it's the NBA. People say a lot of stuff. Um, I did write down that Dame confirmed it, but then earlier today I saw that teams were still pushing for him. Yeah. So I don't know if that I'm pretty now. I think Dame, if he, he's going to stick to his word. Mm-hmm. So he says he's not leaving Portland. I think he's going to stay in Portland, but he did have a quote um, where he says, um, he said, what I can say is my intention and my heart has always been set on being in a trailblazers uniform for my entire career. So obviously he wants to stay there. Um, and he says that, you know, obviously he wants to win. He wants to win a championship in a trailblazers uniform. Um, but we meaning the front office, uh, all have to be making strides towards that. So basically Dame is saying that he wants his- He's calling he, like, out the front office in Portland. Yeah. Kind of calling out the front office. Like he wants to stay in Portland. He obviously loves the city, loves the fans, but um, he can't, you know, carry this team to a championship. He needs help, you know, and yeah. he he's acknowledged that. And he knows help that. I think me. pretty much everybody. Help, help me. me. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I'm, 
but yes, yeah, let's like, just call for help. <laughs> he he needs some help. Um, so I don't know exactly what they're going to do in terms of building around him because they have a couple decent pieces. Um, yeah. you know, and like CJ, um, Mello, Nurkic, uh, Mello, you know, is getting older, but still yeah. a good scorer. So they need to, I think, start thinking about, um, or not start, but they need to be thinking about how they're going to build around specifically Dame. Cause I think CJ, I love CJ McCollum, but I don't yeah. <laughs> think that those two are going to be able to win a championship together or no. at least not just those two. They, they we need tried that. <laughs> exactly. They tried it. I think what they personally, I think they should trade CJ, try to maybe get, um, you know, like maybe even trade CJ and Nurkic, try to get an all-star big man and then build a, a better bench around Dame or something around mm-hmm. that nature. Obviously, I'm not an NBA coach, so I don't really know the specifics of it. But, I yeah, they need to build around Dame. And But to me, I think it's kind of difficult to build around him just because he demands, like, so much attention from the offense. But mm-hmm. And he can play off the ball relatively well, but his, like, prime bread and butter is on the, you know, playing with the ball in his hands. So I think it's going to be a little bit difficult to really build a championship team around him but dame is good enough uh he's smart enough i trust what the blazers are going to do for him um and i think it's very possible they just got to build the right team around him hmm. it's funny that um let's see oh it's i, I remember re- like listening for like to a few of my podcasts and they talk about portland being like the gm is absolute trash second of all they don't want to pay the luxury tax which means they won't want to like you know, pay for a third superstar because they already are paying for Dame and CJ. So basically right. that leaves them no cap space to develop, to buy, like trade for anybody. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think it's just a big front office thing. I think that's the reason why Dame and Portland can't win a title at all. It's because the front office is not making the necessary sacrifices to, you know. Yeah, to get him the pieces he needs. Exactly. That's, you put the, take the words right out of my mouth. But yeah, Portland, terrible situation. Unless they hire a new GM, Damian Lillard's out of there. I, I 100% yeah. guarantee that. If they don't find a new GM or, like, they don't change their ways, Dame is out of there. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to play for the Lakers. I don't know. Somebody that actually yeah, cares about him. Who knows where he's going to want to go. But I exactly. think didn't they They also just hired a new head coach. And I think they Damian did. Lillard wanted somebody else in the head coaching position. I can't remember. I, I, think, heard, it was Chaun- I think it was Chaun- – they didn't hire Chauncey Billups, but I think – CG, uh, no, they hired Chauncey Billups for the for the Portland job for the for the Blazers. Yep. Then I think he want. I, I'm pretty sure he wanted someone else. But either way, yeah. Like I mean, you pretty much summed it up. If it's a front mm-hmm. office thing, then that's a whole different story. Mm. You know, because like if they don't want to, yeah, if they don't want to pay that extra luxury tax to try to get that third superstar to really push them over the edge, or even not even like a superstar, they just need like another all-star kind of guy um yeah that doesn't even have to be an all-star i think they need a better big man personally because nurkic isn't bad but i they need better defense on on the like better better rim protection um and they could also do you know they could use some more perimeter defense so that's what they were the worst defensive team in the league last year so yeah so they clearly need to build up their defense oh i think uh 
No, I'm thinking of someone else. You might be you're probably right. Thinking the Nets. You're probably thinking the Nets being the terrible defense team. No, but, I think um, we were. We, I think we were 27th or something. 27th. Out of 30. Yeah, you guys were 27 out of 30. You were not, not the worst. worst. You were not the, not worst. the worst. After Harden decided to actually play some defense, and KD decided to step up, get a little bit some so. some defense. So, yeah, we talked a lot about Damian Lillard again. My little ultimatum is that if they don't find a new GM or like you know a new front office, and if they don't, hopefully Chauncey Billups can stay. I, I like him, but apparently there's some black backlash right when he got hired. So. We don't know how that's going to go. So, again, the front office doesn't get fixed. Dame's out of there. He's going to destroy the the, the Blazers and whatever team he goes to. Yeah. So, and if, if Dame leaves, then I think, honestly, they're probably just going to blow the whole team up. Blow the whole team up. Yeah, yeah blow the whole go team for, up. And go for a rebuild. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we, we got – I think that's it for the Dame. Dame, a lot – I, mean, I said everything I wanted to say about Dame. So, let's move on to Team USA. Um yeah, Kevin Love and Bradley Beal are out. I think it was due to injury and COVID and yada, yada. So guess who is replacing them? <laughs> JaVale McGee and Kelvin Johnson. McGee. Shaq and a fool, JaVale McGee is on the, Shaq on the, the, on the court for Team Shaq USA. And legend. Shaq and a fool legend, JaVale McGee is on the court. So, <laughs> so I, okay, on my insane. first thoughts, I want to say I like Kelvin Johnson. He's a great young player, and I think he's going to be a great addition to Team USA. JaVale McGee was no one else available <laughs> was no one else available I guess he was the I I, like, I want to imagine it where they like they were scrolling through all the contacts and like no like doesn't answer doesn't answer like JaVale definitely yeah or something like that like no JaVale definitely was the first guy to like answer the phone and then they were like all right we'll take him like we'll take him Bro, <laughs> now my little suspicion. I mean, he's not like he's not bad, you know. Yeah. I mean, like obviously, it's not they, bad, but like, not I, the I best thought they would have gone with like Christian Wood or Christian something Wood, like that. John like Collins, John Collins, J, if he's healthy. Um, yeah, so it, definitely an interesting choice, but I don't hate it. Yeah, but uh, it's funny that the, a lot of like speculation is coming out, like why they picked Javale, and it's I think it's funny that a lot of people are are like like conspiracy theorizing that. They they picked Javale specifically to vlog Team USA yeah. along with Matisse Thibel because Melo did that in 2004, 2013, somewhere around there between those years, and they won team they won the gold medal. I think it was so, 2008 or 2012. I don't, I don't know, know exactly. I forgot what it's one of those years in between to 2012, 2013. Yeah, basically, like yeah, that. he vlogged the whole thing and then we won gold. So yeah, they're, they're trying to rebuild that. They're trying to rebuild that with Matisse Thibel and JaVale Begee on, on YouTube while the rest of them are actually playing real basketball. <laughs> yeah, even though, but yeah, Matisse Thibel is playing for the Australian team. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was playing for uh, US. Is he not? He no, he, he, for yeah, he plays for Australia. Oh crap! That means you Australia's winning, bro. They're, Matisse Thibel's way bigger of a YouTube personality than Javale McGee. Hey, hey, hey! Do not discount. <laughs> do not discount <laughs> Javale McGee. All right. <laughs> do not count my. Do not count my Shaq to the full MVP out. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. No, That's honestly, like-, <laughs> like I feel like he might. Like I really hope. I'm like praying that he surprises. Everyone All just drops us. like 40 points or something. And five blocks every game. <laughs> yeah, like I really want him to just come out and just like with some weird fire under him and just be like, all right, I'm going to like absolutely tear these Olympics up. <laughs> like, And coming yep. from him, I just think it would be so perfect. It'd be funny. And yeah, I mean, that's all I wanted to talk about because like I, I thought it was a downgrade, but you know what? If we, if JaVale McGee brings us the gold by vlogging, we'll do it. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll take what we can get for the gold. <laughs> Especially after losing, uh, you know, one of our biggest offensive pieces in Bradley Beal. 
Yeah, I, I was actually really sad about that when I first saw like same because I think he was also like the first Bradley Beal is not going to be on uh not going to be yeah I think he's like the first wizard to ever represent uh Team USA and uh, mm-hmm. now he can because he had to I think it was um I think it was health and safety protocols. Oh wait, from... Javale McGee has six hundred and sixty seven or sixty five thousand subscribers. That's half. That's over half a million. That's a pretty good. Following. Yeah, he's over half a million <laughs> now. Matisse, I'm going to look this up. Matisse Thybul. How many how many followers is, or subscribers does he have? He has only four hundred four hundred and twenty seven. I uh, yeah, four hundred twenty seven thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess that means Javale I mean, has the gold, baby. More subscribers. Yeah, more subscribers. <laughs> yeah, make sure you subscribe to Javale McGee if you're subscribed to Matisse Thybul. Unsubscribe until the Olympics, until the Olympics are, over. are over, and subscribe <laughs> to the Sportsmith podcast. There we go. That's Little right. Plug. Next one. Next. <laughs> next one. Next. <laughs> We got Wes Unsell Jr. Um, we didn't. I didn't really want to talk about him because it was like, oh, he's a good, he's a good pickup for the Wizards. But you had a lot to say about him, so I want you. Oh, to Oh yeah. Take this, so I take actually, I, I, for whatever reason, something possessed me to do some extra research into this guy, and it's actually, I think he has a really interesting story mm-hmm. um, that more people should be talking about. Um, so essentially, you know, he, his dad won. This is like, he goes way back into the Washington Wizards program. This was when they were the Washington Bullets. Um, his dad, uh, you know, um, Wes Unseld Sr. won the finals MVP in 1978 um, and was the only that's the only championship that the Wizards have won. Uh, or not the Wizards, I guess they were the Bullets at the time, but it's the oh, only crap. championship that the Washington team has won. Um, and so that that's for his father. So he's obviously deeply rooted in this organization. And then he's been with the wizards for 14 seasons as a scout and an assistant coach. Uh, he's been credited with creating Washington's offensive game plan. Um, and, you know, just like having really solid offense and defense, but he had three consecutive top 10 offensive seasons in 2004 to 2007. So obviously he knows what he's doing on the offensive end. He was the Nuggets defensive coordinator when the Nuggets had a top 10 defense as well. So obviously he knows what he's doing on both ends of the floor. Um, And yeah, like I said, he has a lot of history with the wizards. He's already been speaking with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal about what they need to do uh, to try to, you know, push Washington into the, into this next, not not even cont- I mean I guess honestly on paper Playoff they, contention. they should be a contender on paper when you have Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook um I maybe not a contender but definitely they should not be missing the playoffs on paper with those two guys like that should not happen but um yeah I mean they got knocked out in the they got knocked Playoff, out first round play in tournament no they, Wait, they, oh, no they won the play they got they got, they, 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 got, got the they got a gentleman's sweep from um Philly uh, first Philly. round, but I'm pretty yep. sure they've yeah. been missing the playoffs, you know, every other year. So yep. or not every other year, but like, you know what I mean? They haven't made the playoffs in a while. Um, definitely have not made it past the first round in a yeah. while. No, uh, it's since- funny that you were, when you were talking about this, like that whole time, <laughs> my mic stand, like fell off, like started falling. I was like, oh, yeah, crap, I, heard, crap. I heard you like say something. I was like, I'm just going to let him figure it out. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about it. <laughs> yeah. I was just like crap panicking, trying to fix my mic. Yeah, I, was, like, I heard you, you falling like, on me. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, after I was listening while you were to, uh, while I was fixing mm-hmm. that, but uh, you know, West Unsell underrated higher. I mean, like you've yeah, like kind of convinced me that West Unsell has more more uh, like experience and like a lot more things than I thought because I didn't do much research into him. So like, 
Yeah. You definitely and I'm sure that, out. you know, if you dig into these other coaches, I'm sure you can find some interesting stuff about them, but yeah. I just wanted to talk about him specifically because he has that history with the organization. And yeah. I think yeah. that, you know, this is like his homecoming kind of thing. So like, maybe, you know, he's going to come in and like you said, make these guys uh playoff contention. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, I mean, it's not just the front, I think not just the head coach, but I think the front office needs to work better to find, you know, pieces mm-hmm. to get around Baddeley Beal. And Thomas Bryant, I think, is a great center. And I think Davis Pertons, if he can get back to what he was about two years ago, he's a great stretch four. So they have yeah, good absolutely. pieces. They have good pieces. Ish Smith is a great backup a point guard. So I'm just saying they have good pieces. It's just they need to put it all together. And maybe, maybe mm-hmm. Westbrook isn't the answer. They got to trade him to like, you know, the Lakers for picks and some more. Yeah. Stuff. And will they have a so, huge, I think. It was um so yeah un Wes uh, Unseld and uh, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook they all had a conversation um I got this from like an ESPN article um mm-hmm. so they had a conversation they were talking about how they want Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook want accountability on the court I don't exactly know what that means what they want but <laughs> doesn't sound very good to start if they're talking about accountability yeah, right so now like, I don't I don't really know what that means but um I think they know that offense isn't necessarily the problem no. they need better defense yeah. um and yeah I mean Thomas Bryan is a young center right now if he can become yeah. a solid rim protector um you know and Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal can you know be serviceable perimeter defenders then yeah Mm -hmm. Washington's gonna have a lot more success agreed and I mean is that all you want to talk about because I mean you've said everything you need to say about the Wizards man because uh I'm not really a Wizards fan I know we are I mean yeah I'm not a Wizards fan either I just think we might go to the game I I like Bradley Beal and I I think they're interesting and we go to school right there so like yeah we go to school right there well like the only reason we go to games there is because we want to see our team play (laughs) that's like like a a secondary Wizards fan secondary Wizards fan but yeah, yeah, like uh, for, like first Wizards fan, like first removed or whatever you want to call first it. First removed. I like that. I no. like that. I like that. Yeah. But uh, next head coach we're going to talk about, Jason Kidd. Uh, might be cheeks. That's all we have on him. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think Luca fully liked the hire from my reports that I was reading about. I so, didn't see anyone say too many good things about it either. Exactly, and it's just like a history of bad things, and also like it just didn't it didn't give me hope over Rick. Car- like Rick Carlisle was the best option for. For uh for Ma- the what the Mavs the Mavs yeah I was having mm. a stroke because I was just thinking about <laughs> I was just thinking about how how much they lost and like a great coach of Carlisle to yeah. him pissing them Literally. off pissing him off making him leave to go to Indiana and picking up Jason Kidd of mm. all people not the greatest yeah. and like outcome. I don't I don't think um he didn't Jason Kidd didn't do too well when he was with the Bucks no, right? he, no he destroyed. He's a, cry, a good he, defensive game. Yeah, he did. The they, offense wasn't uh-oh. great. You, you <laughs> having issues again? Yeah, having issues again. <laughs> I was going to say, once I get my mic fixed, I was going to say he ruined Giannis. He's accredited for um, for ruining Giannis's jump shot. So that already says a lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, no bueno. No bueno. That's all I'm going to say. He ruined Giannis's jump shot. I, 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 like, allegedly. Allegedly ruined Giannis's jump shot. So yes, we're going to leave it to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't really want to talk to him about that much, but we have a big news uh, headline to talk about. Playing tournament is extended for next year, so we're gonna have the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. I why why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not too sure why they did that. Players Association signed off on it, and this got us into our little deep dive of like the the Players Association's hierarchy. And um, oh yeah, we did like mad, yeah, yeah. not mad, like mad research, but like we were we were doing some hefty 
research into the NBA Players Association. Yeah. And we found some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, like who represents <laughs> each team and the officers. So first things first, why is uh, – what's his name? Crud, I can't find the website. Point being, why is Garrett Temple a vice president of the Players Association is my question. And you have like Jalen Brown, you have Harrison vice Barnes. Presidents? Yeah, six, six vice presidents. Six vice presidents and then one first vice president. I forgot who was it. Who was it? I think it was was Iguodala the first vice. Yeah, president. Yeah, Iguodala. I think Iguodala or Draymond, someone like that. And then it's Chris I don't Paul. Think it was Draymond. I think it was. I think it was Iggy. Iggy. Point being, it was like this kind of goofy. Uh, yeah, like this thing. weird hierarchy that they have. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny enough that uh, my one note I had about this is that the player so she's signed off on this, which means Chris Paul know, knows he's leaving the sun, so he needs to play <laughs> the playing tournament to get, to, back, to get back in the playoffs if he signs with the worser team that oh, isn't the Suns. I hope that is not the case. I That'd think Chris, Chris has got to have more integrity than that. I know. It'd just be kind of funny I'm if that sure, narrative sure – That'd be funny if that narrative came true because I just that like thought be about it. It's the only reason why I – it's funny because it, it highlighted in the articles, every article I read specifically, Chris Paul and the Players Association signed off on having this play, the play in tournament. Yeah, well, because he's the president. Like Chris Paul. And just like thinking about why would Chris Paul, why would yeah, Chris like, Paul be why, highlighted? Like, can we think of anything that might have happened this season that would yeah. cause Chris Paul to leave the Suns? And, <laughs> and, and might go to a worser team and needs to play in tournament. Yeah. You know, put all so the pieces together. I don't like the playing tournament personally. No. I think it was fine for this past year because we had a shortened season and it was like, all right, whatever. Like COVID. that's a, that's a yeah. decent fix for what we had, but we're going back to a regular season. If I'm not mistaken, 82 games. Yep. Right. Starting in October. So we're going to be, we're exactly. going to be basically that's bringing back game, game breakdowns in about a regular season. Months. And that's one seed through eighth seed makes it in each conference. If you're below that, you don't make the playoffs. I think it's as Sucks simple to as suck. that. You get a lottery. Exactly. Pick. You don't like a 10th seed <laughs> making the playoffs from the playing tournament. Yep. Like you don't, I don't know. You just don't like deserve uh, it. Uh, no. Like, you don't play, if you weren't good enough to make the playoffs, then, then I don't think you deserve to have that shot in the playing tournament. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't sit right with me. It's just like it seems no. like another cop out almost. Makes no sense. No. Anyway, again, it was fine for again. I agree with you. It was fine for this year. Not good for next year. That's all. That's yeah, all. Yeah, because we we're gonna have a regular normal season. I don't know why it needs to come back to that. You know, again, short and off season is not gonna help. And again, probably a lot of people are gonna be injured next year. So let's expect to have a lot of players injured next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very possible. That's, Kind of what I mean, I'm yeah, predicting. Yeah, we talked about it last time with uh, Kawhi might not be able to come back for next season or for exactly. a good chunk of it. So, you know, again, like we already have injuries like coming yep. into the next season, you know? Yeah, it's not great personally, yeah, but it, it we'll, does not bode well for the rest of us. Nope. And not bode well for us fans who have to watch everyone get injured next year. So, seriously, and then we're just going to watch like the, the bench warriors, <laughs> bench you know, come out and just absolutely like tour, not the Golden State Warriors, but just like we're going to see some like wet, like who was, I think, Malachi Flynn on the Raptors. Yep. Like, who, <laughs> who is that? And who? he came out and I think had like six or seven, eight starts this season because of all yep. the injuries. And he played pretty well, but it's like he just comes out of nowhere and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, like, I mean, one, like, one person who you're surprised on? to see play really well was Frank Capazzo from the from the Nuggets. Frank Capazzo too, yeah. Wait, yeah. is it Frank or Franco? It's Frank Capazzo. I think I think it's just Frank, Frankie, Franco. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I think I it's, I think I it's just Frank. But um, 
yeah, I mean, this is kind of funny that like we see all these bench guys step up, but again, we might see that next year. So just be ready for a lot of injuries. I'm going to end it with that. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's not Frank. It's no. Oh, um, it's a Spanish name that I don't really want to butcher. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm you, pretty, you want to start I guess the, next the American segment? version is Frank. Yeah. Uh, you I want guess. to start the next segment while, uh, while I look up Frank Capaz's, uh, name are we um yeah we're on the last we're on the last little bullet point because you added this in last minute so yeah i just added this before we started um so yeah i've been hearing some things about uh i'm sure everybody else has about the lakers being interested in trading for a veteran point guard specifically a veteran point guard because i guess schroeder did not do it for them um (laughs) rdc world Shooter, yeah, like you trash. Yeah, you trash. Al Kuzma, listen to this you, from the bottom of my heart, <laughs> but you trash. <laughs> that, yeah, so like I don't know. Uh, they don't they're they're definitely gonna I I think they're gonna trade Kuz, they're gonna trade Schroeder. Yeah. Um those two are out. They want to get a veteran point guard. I don't know exactly who they would look for, or I know who they're looking at. I know yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. Paul and Russell Westbrook were on the top of their list. I don't yep, know. Yep exactly how that's going to work out but honestly i think trading for westbrook for as for the lakers it could be a good move but i think no joke for the wizards i think it's a not a bad move okay oh, it's getting, not bad for the wizards getting kuz and schroeder now i know kuzma did not play well on the lakers <laughs> that's very obvious but but he did have a couple good seasons yeah. before lebron like came in and really took the team over so yeah. I think it's possible that Kuzma could maybe, you know, get if he gets a bigger role, maybe he can put up some bigger numbers. Um, but well, that's kind of a given. Exactly but sure. like, it's going to be then, how efficient are the are those numbers? Well, yeah, how efficient is he going to be? Is the real question. Um, and then adding Schroeder as, you know, maybe the starting point guard, and then you have Bradley Beal, Kuz, Bertans, Thomas Bryant. Like, I think that that could be something in there for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and then if they try to trade for Chris Paul, I have absolutely no idea what that would possibly look like. Well, they would have to sign him because Chris Paul's a free agent, so we'll see. Oh, or, right. Okay. Or so he might. The, the other thing that they might happen is that they'll accept his player option, then they'll like trade him, like you know, like a sign and trade for his player option type of deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I think know. a sign and trade would require require um, some cooperation from the Suns. Oh yeah, they would have to if accept. They, they would have to yeah. have Paul accept his player option, then they would have to trade his one year deal. Yeah, uh, so we have to see what's going to happen with that. I, my only thing that you said that was kind of throwing me off is that trading for Westbrook is the really dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life because you're putting that next to LeBron, who's debatably the same type of archetype, who's very athletic. I mean, they have a very slasher. similar game for sure. Well, that's yeah. why I said I don't know how it would go for the Lakers. For the no. Wizards, I think it would work out. Oh, Wizards great, would be it, it, would, it would steal. This is a great it, steal. Like you can could be good. In a, in a couple I don't picks. Know about I mean, yeah, you would have to get picks. I don't know if it would be a steal, but like, I think it could work out for the Wizards. But no, you're right. For the Lakers, like, who knows? Who knows? You know? yeah, and exactly. it's like West because Westbrook also demands the ball a lot. Like, he is yeah. not a great off-ball player. And guess who demands the ball a lot too? AD, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron. That's right. So yeah, I don't know. I think Westbrook going <laughs> so, to the Lakers definitely would be a weird thing for the Lakers. But like I said, for the Wizards, could be could be something in there for them. Could be. Again, that's like I didn't really think about it, but Lakers are going to need somebody better than Schroeder if they want to make actual noise next year. Yeah, they need. So. A, I mean, they they need a veteran point guard if they're going to. Because I'm assuming that they're, you know, when LeBron and AD are completely healthy, they're going to, you know, push for another. They're going to be in contention for a title again. 
You know, I hope and so. They need, they need a they need a point guard, like a solid point guard. They better you know, do better. Like, they, they they better do better than they <laughs> they did last this year. They, yeah, do, they better, like do better. better do better. Yeah, better do better. That's what. That's the better do better. They better do better. They better do better than they did last <laughs> year because our last season, which is technically now or you know two days ago, whatever. Point being, yeah. But yeah, this this like, is and current, who else this, would if, if they? I'm I'm pretty sure like their point guards right now. You have Schroeder and Caruso. <laughs> like, I don't know how Caruso is going to do as a starting point guard. Hell no. In a, on a championship Hell team. No. You know? like, I don't Hell know if no. that's viable. Hell no. Yeah. Or he might play shooting guard. Team. I'm actually not sure. No, but I think, I think is, they should keep the resign KCP. I think that's I think that's a good shooting guard. Oh, I think KCP, yeah. He KCP was at, he was pretty option. solid for them. They have um <laughs> they have like they have a a decent bench, if yep. I'm remembering correctly. It, it, it's not uh, like great, but it's not very it's like, deep either. But whatever, we'll we'll, we'll make t- yeah. we'll make do. They'll make do with it because right. they got LeBron and they got exactly. AD, and like the they, got, AD, they got Mr. We'll Space see, Jam and a Unibrow. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how long AD can stay healthy for, though. Yeah, I know that's the you only know, problem. Like, I mean, seriously, like who knows? He's he might come back for like four games and then be like, oh, I'm hurt again, and then LeBron's gonna be like. <laughs> Well, Damn like, it. Come on. Are you serious? The this thing, like, what do you do? <laughs> what do you help me? Help me. Uh, like, we're I about the, help. You have to stop getting angry. <laughs> we're rambling about the Lakers rambling about the Lakers too long, but uh, that's all we really wanted yeah, to talk okay. about. And I mean, we're gonna have our mock draft in a couple days. We didn't want to do it this episode because we're already going on to 40 minutes, and the mock draft's gonna take another 40 minutes. Yeah, just like, by itself, probably too long. Let's do two episodes this week. You guys get extra content this week, so two episodes, and then we'll go back to our regular scheduling next week with like mm-hmm. a maybe a post mock re- draft reaction. I don't actually, we're not even gonna be able to do a post mock draft reaction because that's gonna be on Thursday, record Wednesday. We or have might, to. We, I mean, we could do like a post draft, like actual draft reaction. I know. I actually that may be a good idea. We might skip the episode if there's not enough news, and we can just do a post draft reaction as our as our episode for the week. Again, yeah, we don't know. Works out. We'll it's a weird scheduling next week, but you just to let yeah. you know, no, there will be a post draft reaction. There will be a mock draft, and that's all I can guarantee. And a lot mm-hmm. of TikTok content will hopefully come out <laughs> from this yeah, uh, from a couple last couple of things. But yeah, so next week, boys, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Hopefully, the off season will be as exciting as it was this season, as yes, this, great, this current recent season was. So, hopefully, our teams can uh, play a little better next year. That's all I'm going to say for the future. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm praying. See y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.